Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast. A podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things. All while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. Hola, hola, mi gente. Welcome to another episode of the Wine and Cheese Met podcast. And I'm very excited because I have my fellow amiga here from our We All Grow Latina Amigas Network, Kita Zuleta. How are you, Kita? Oh, I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you. I am so excited to have you. Like I was just saying, like we we're just talking about it's so nice. You know, I love when I get to interview a fellow amiga because it's one of those things where we're in these rooms and we're still getting to know each other and we're celebrating each other's successes and everything, but we don't always get a lot of one-on-one. So every time I get to meet it, you know, get to interview an amiga or get to have some real quality time with that amiga, it makes me so, so happy. So and I get to know, get to know way more about you now than I ever have in like how many weeks and months and years oh, of being on well, office hours. <laughs> I've been, I know, I know you, you're like one of the OG office hours, right? Like when it yeah. first started. So like I started uh, attending office hours, it was like February, 2021. So what is that now? Um, a year and a half-ish? A little no, it's been two years then. It's 2023. Oh, yeah. <gasps> yeah, I started from the, the very first one in 2020. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, no, I'm so excited for this, too, because, like, as you said, we've been in the same room. We've been cheering each other on. Así, de cerca, pero de lejos también, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so exactly. close, but so far. And so, no, I'm just, I'm so excited. And it's been incredible to be in this room watching this podcast just grow. You have just been blossoming and growing into this amazing representation of so much cultura and bringing us together. And you're just aspirational right now. You oh my gosh, Kito, stop. You're going to make me cry. This is no, mujer. no, no, no. First and foremost, que se te den tus flores because you have been working so hard to get this podcast to where it is. And you are now all the way in, in this new chapter. I am so honored to be sitting here with you because Mujer, you have accomplished a lot. And I am so excited to be sitting here with you, to be on your show. Are you kidding me? I'm just so grateful for you to have me here and for what you've done. Like, this is just amazing. I'm so excited for you. I love your mission. And 
I love all of it. I'm just so grateful to be here, Amiga. So, oh my God, thank you. Enjoy this moment. That means, honestly, that means so much. Anytime I hear like people who really love the podcast or who are really, you know, have there's people who have been with me since episode one, and then there's people who are just discovering it. And whether you've listened to one episode or all episodes or anywhere in between, it like it really means a lot for to me, for everybody who listens, but also you're taking time out of your day to sit here and to talk to me and to share your story. And you don't have to do that. All of my guests, they don't have to do that. And they do. And it just makes me so like, I just want to be able to honor the time that we have and really make sure that we're, you know, that you're being represented in the way that you want to be represented. And that's very, very important to me. So Thank you so much. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just so excited to be here. So gracias, amiga. Really. Well, before we get into the chisme, we always start with the wine. Okay. So are you drinking any wine today? Not currently. I have some water and some Gatorade Zero. That's where I'm hanging out today. I already had my cafecito <laughs> earlier this morning. But, you know, after this, it's Friday evening for us today. So I will be kind of winding down and just slowing down. There'll still be some work to be done, but no more cafecito right now. And uh, I just haven't been on a wine tip recently. We've been we've been less alcohol the last few years. So, yeah. Uh, Staying clean, but what are you drinking, Mujer? Tell me all well, about it. This week has been a very celebratory. Oh, so we got a good one. <laughs> oh, excited. So there's been a lot of wine, both sparkling and not uh, flowing. Yeah. But uh, tonight I'm having the Herencia del Valle, one of our friends of the podcast, Guillermo and Angelica, a 2013 Merlot from Napa Valley. I've had this wine before. It is very yummy. It is very delicious. It's not too heavy. And you know, a lot of times Merlot, since they it gets bad rap, there's a lot of really wonderful Merlots and this is one of them. So salud. 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 Mm. Yeah, there's been a lot of celebratory things. Ooh, can we please have, have you even gotten to tell your people? Like, because I mean, no, la I gente haven't. quiere saber. La gente quiere saber. Like, well, please, by the time I would this be comes honored. out, yeah, <laughs> but by the time this comes out, they will know. But yeah, go, yeah. yeah, go ahead. You can, I'll let you, I'll let you say it. <laughs> what? No, absolutely not. That is not my story to tell me. I mean, I mean, no, no, please. please okay, please. okay. Okay. No, no, yes. no, no, no. By the no, time no. this comes story out. Story time, because, story time. We, I am officially engaged. <laughs> so excited. Um, yeah, it's I, completely unexpected. If you see the video on my social media and actually my, my, I wanted to say boyfriend, but he's no longer my boyfriend, my fiance. Excuse his, me. I know it's so weird to say that. Let me say it's so weird to say that. His video was a lot better than the one that got like, somebody sent me the video and I think that's why. And his was directly on his phone. And you can see for the first few minutes, I have no idea what's going on. I am so confused because he did it at a Padres game and he had the pod squad bring out signs that said, will you marry me? He gets down and went like, there's just, there's a lot to this story, but it was just, it took me several seconds to realize what was happening. And I was talking to some people that were there 
And they're like, you were so confused. I said, I was, I was, I truly was generally confused. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> so that's my cheese, ma'am. Officially engaged, which is like the craziest thing. And, you know, I've never been married before. I've never been engaged before. I've, I've had the conversations with previous relationships and I've even had previous relationships where I'm like, no, don't ask me. Cause I knew it wasn't like, I don't, probably. don't make me say no. Don't make me say no. Apparently don't, don't had, put yourself in that position. Please. Yeah. Apparently Oops. he had the opportunity to do it on the jumbotron. They asked him if he wanted to do it on the jumbotron. And he said, no, he's like, I didn't think, I knew you weren't going to say no, but just that <laughs> off chance. <laughs> Hey, respect. You know, you never know. Way to be prepared. So, bueno. <laughs> but I oh, that's well, amazing. Like, Felicidades, amiga. Felicidades. Thank you. Thank you. Well, now this is about you, not about me. We've been talking too much about me. <laughs> no, no, no. You are the host. Your people want to know. They have been here with you. I'm just a guest. No, no, no. This is making sure that the announcement is said. Look at you. I get to see you right now. For those of you who don't get to see her, she's just glowing and so gorgeous in her fiance role. My engagement glow. Yes, I love it. Felicidades. Pero bueno, well, I will sí. say this. It's like, here's what I think. The podcast is my home. And then I have guests who come in. So it's my job to make my guests feel welcome, to offer them what they need. So it's not about me. It's about me welcoming my guests into my home. Queremos el chisme. I mean, that's big news. <laughs> that's big news. So, I mean, tampoco. No es que voy a venir and be like, oh, well, let me tell you about my day because it was just long. But you got engaged, <laughs> I know. By the time this comes out, they'll know because we have like the last, you know, we've changed the format up a little bit. So we have the mm -hmm. first Wednesday of each month. That's feet is a very super wine focused. And if you guys have not noticed that, you're going to notice that maybe some of you have. And then the last Wednesday, my friend Ellie is being is coming on with me. And we have like the recap. She's may have everything that's going on. So by the time this will come out, definitely people will know. But just in case you missed those episodes, that's what happened. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So let me read your bio, Kita. Kita, a proud daughter of Salvadorian and Mexican immigrants, was born and raised in LA. She is a brand photographer and strategist who specializes in helping jefas grow their brands via intentional images and strategies that simplify showing up online. Kita is also a community and podcast host creating space for HEPAs to connect, co-work, and support each other as we pursue our goals together. Cafecita con HEPAs is where, we'll have where she'll have conversations, we'll have conversations about real life and entrepreneurship. So you have co-working sessions, which I've been a part of a couple of times, but I need to get on there more. You have those on, on Wednesdays and Fridays, but there's so much more to really get into. But first of all, you are one of the proud the few, the 
native born Los Angelinos. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I am proud, born and raised. I did live for a short season. Well, I mean, short now, but five years in Tucson, Arizona, shortly after I got married. But yes, I'm very happy to be back in LA. We've been back in LA, I think now for about five years. Yeah, vamos a cumplir nosotros diez años, mujer. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is, ooh, it's a trip. It's a trip. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. It's the best thing you can possibly decide to do with your best friend. Oh, I, you it's know, not, I, I love it's that. not easy. It's not easy, mujer, because it is not. And anyone who is married will be lying to you if they were telling you it's just it is the best decision, but it is a decision. It's not always Girl, we've lived together six day months. To day. And you definitely know that. <laughs> so, so you're, so you're seeing it, you're feeling it, and it's beautiful because, really, in the end, just like our in our own journeys as individuals, the more we get to know ourselves, the easier it is to just communicate and like walk around the world. Like this is me and this is who I am. The more we know our own selves, but then we also understand and get to know each other. It just becomes this beautiful, like you're living the life you designed together. Like you're like legit pushing. It's hard and it's everyday life. Yes. I will say he's like, we, there's nobody who gets on, who can aggravate me more, but there's also nobody who supports me more. Absolutely. But te conoce, te conoce, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I mean, he doesn't, just... he's not crazy, but you know, it's like when those things <laughs> were, you know, okay, I will say this leading up to him proposing, because again, I had zero idea. He was being so annoying, <laughs> <laughs> like extra annoying. And I'm like, you're so, an-. that's kind of our joke. I'm, we're like, yeah, yeah, you get yeah. you're like, you're so annoying. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> but we're like, you're so, I was like, you're so annoying. And he just laughed like, ha, ha, ha. Then he told, and I was going to Napa for four days mm-hmm. and I was like, we need this time apart. We need, because you are getting on my nerves so bad. Just like need to get away from you. You can sleep it. Cause I'm a morning person. You know, he works in the service industry. Mm-hmm. So he's an evening person. And I know he gets annoyed that I get up early and do my stuff and he's trying to sleep, but, but he just being annoyed that I, he, he goes, oh, yeah, I was really trying to be like extra annoying. And I was like, oh, you were working. It was working. It was working. <laughs> you were definitely being extra annoying. <laughs> he wanted it to come for real, like de veras. No, yes. no special treatment beforehand. Yeah. Really, really surprised you. Yes. He was like, I knew if I was extra nice, you would knew that you knew. You know, you'd <laughs> catch on. Up. What are you doing? It's <laughs> That way he'd get the space so smart because yes. it's so much harder to lie. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause then you're like, what are you doing? I don't know. Yes. And then that morning, like he wakes up, he's like, Oh, do you want breakfast? He made breakfast. He made us a couple breakfast bagels. We walked the dogs. I think we did some, I don't even, I think we went to go get a little bit of gas or something. And then we get back and it's still like one o'clock or two o'clock. And he's like, I'm going to go take a nap. I'm like, you just woke up. But he told me he went into the room because he was getting nervous. Oh, <laughs> hey, that's a good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. 
and the ring. So if I have you not heard in the previous episode, because again, this will there'll be another episode. He got me a ring with wine crystals made of wine crystals. And one the bottom one are rose wine crystals and mm-hmm. the top one are Cabernet wine crystals. That's amazing. Yeah. That is so awesome. It's beautiful. Thank you. It's, I mean, I always was like, I don't really give a crap about a diamond. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, and he's letting me pick out. He's like, I want you to pick out the wedding ring that you want. So you pick whatever you want. I'm like, all right. <laughs> hey, It's not going to be a diamond. I already know that. There is a purpose of us talking about all this because look, we're going to get into all of Kita's, like how she grew <laughs> up and everything, because she actually used to be a wedding photographer as well. So we were talking about this. That's why it's leading to all of these other things, because she was saying she's walked through so many prides, whatever. But let's start from the beginning, Kita, because oh my word. that's the whole that's the whole point. <laughs> well, how far back are you trying to go? Because well, I ooh, up, you grew up in L.A. Mm-hmm. Like what part of L.A. did you grow up in? Linwood. Uh, so, okay, okay. So here's the thing is that I was born in Huntington Park, the hospital, you know, because you still got to claim rep where your hospital was at. Oh, girl, I grew up part in, of the and I was born in the same city. So I got you. So I was born in Huntington Park. And then also I grew up in church. So then my church was in Huntington Park. So I was still in HP, like La Pacific, like all in there growing up. And so then... I was living and raised in Linwood, California. And then right around the age of 15, dad did everything he could to try to get us a little bit out the hood and get us hood adjacent. And we moved to Downey. And so <laughs> and back when that was 20 years ago. So that was still when Downey was not as tan as it is now. When we first moved there, it was like so quiet because, you know, like in Linwood, our next door neighbors, they were making their money in different creative ways that made our home smell like, you know, skunks and Operations happening. You know, you can be as honest as you want here. You don't like you don't have to fly. All right, we got we we had we lived in the hood, so we had drug dealers next door. (laughs) So there was quinceañeras happening every other weekend. So I grew up. It was loud in the hood. You you got ghetto birds. It's just there's constant movement happening. And so when people don't know what ghetto birds are, oh my birds are the helicopters. Sorry, sorry. Helicopters. You know, when policemen come AKA over. ghetto birds. <laughs> yeah, AKA ghetto birds when they come and hover the neighborhood because they're looking for somebody <laughs> or just, you know, making sure we're all in line. But when the, I know. But in Downey, when we first came again, like I said, I was 15. So at the time, I was already going to school in Downey. But grown up in that church where there were so many first generation Americans, like all of us were first gen. So it wasn't until maybe when I moved out to college, where I moved to Orange County, Costa Mesa, Costa Mesa, bordering Newport Beach. So there's a little, there's a little bougie and a little hoodie. Yeah. I I, I I loved Costa Mesa. Costa Mesa is a nice, a nice mix 
uh, yeah, it brown. is. I, and I'm I'm a big fan. And I was there for four or five years, also like during school, and then a few um, years after. That was my biggest culture shock, Mohead, because I mean, I grew up in the hood with fellow first gen kids like me, and it wasn't just because my mom's Mexican and my dad's Salvadorian, so those two cultures are worlds apart, right? Like Romeo and Juliet, you people. I was about to ask, and you're just getting it for me. I was like, this is always a good thing with another podcast, or they just get into the story. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. But um, I love my combination of brown. But I have grew up with Guatemaltecos. I grew up with Colombianos. I grew up with a lot of my friends are from Guatemala. Masaloreños también. Plenty of Mexicanos. I think it was really like Centroamericanos. Habían también some Costa Ricanos. So it was like a pretty good mix of Central Americans and Mexicans of the people that I like was raised with. I was raised with a pretty like eclectic palette for amongst all of it. And then also the, my accent, it's not one or the other. It's like- It's a mismatch of all it's, of them. It's, it's everything. Y después, my husband, his parents are from Guatemala, but his granddad was from Puerto Rico. So, mujer, aquí en esta casa, y, oh, encima, my, my husband, when he was, like, also 15-ish, first went to his first trip to Brazil for, like, a summer. So, he's gone to Brazil, like, six times. So, Brazil is, like, another home and landing place for him. Our goddaughters are down there. He speaks Portuguese. So, there's a lot of Latinidad in this house. Yeah, there is. So, food, cultura, Musica de todo. Me and Antonio are just boring. We're both Mexicanos no. and we're like, we're just boring. <laughs> but wait, what part? What part? My grandpa's side is from Jalisco. Hey, that's where my mom's from. Hey. Hey. Yeah. And then I don't, you know, honestly, I'm not sure from what part Antonio's family is from. I think we would probably need to ask his mom. I'm sure he's, he's said at some point, but I don't. Maybe I have, we haven't. Now we have, now I'm like, wait, we need to have this conversation because I am second gen and I think he's third, third oh, okay. gen. Yeah. It. But his family was always very politically involved because his tia is Helen Chavez, Cesar Chavez's wife. <laughs> well, hey there. Yeah. So his mom is still very, very involved in the United Farmers, you know, like all of that. And she still does a lot of that. Absolutely. They have pictures of that, him and like with the flag and with his, like his tia and all these things. So yeah, he's, his family has always been very involved in those types of things. That is so crazy. That's actually continuing on with my story. It kind of works out if we fast forward a bit from college right after I started where I started pursuing entrepreneurship and where I took my first photography class. And it was a black and white film class. I took it over the summer. I was working three jobs to pay for it myself and get there on my bike. I didn't even have a car at the <laughs> Where did you go to school? Where did you? Where... Um, well, I was going to school at Vanguard University. Their music program is amazing. And I was in the concert choir. So that's what was where I was going. But I took this one-off photography course at OCC over the summer. So mm-hmm. it was just this like creative. Orange Coast College. It's the like Orange- community college of Orange County. 
It's okay, girl. I'm here to translate. It's okay. Thank you. <laughs> Me perdonan, mi gente. Aquí yo hablando como que si todos saben, pero bueno, I'm sorry. It's because, you uh, know, when you just have amigas talking, we just go. <laughs> we connect the dots, right? Yes. So, yes. So I was, so I took that course there and um, it was black and white film. It was a little Canon 35 millimeter. And I just, of all of the schooling that I had done or anything, it was the only class that I was like, I was in the dark room because I was developing my own film and printing my own prints and enlargements and all these things like hella technical. I was like, this is what I want to do. This is it. I was spending 40 hours in the dark room oh outside God. of the classroom, outside of actually taking the pictures. I was just loving the development of them and being able to create and see it. The whole process. <sighs> Love it. Wine break. Time to refill that glass and come back for more wine and cheese mix. What was the photo that made you fall in love with photography or not? Oh. Maybe not the photo or the moment where you're like, I mean, I'm a decent photo taker, right? But when you have an eye for photography, you see things that other people don't see. And I think that's such a gift because you see the beauty in what people, they just pass by. So do you remember that moment when you're no. like, this is it? I couldn't tell you the moment. Uh, or did well, you have that, an that's harder. feeling when you? No, that's harder. Here's why. Here's why. Because that class really sparked the idea of wanting to pursue photography like professionally. Like there was other people in that class that fellow creatives. So then it was like, what are you doing with this? And they were pursuing X thing, right? And I had never thought of being able to go to school for photography, but loving photos, Mohead, we're going all the way back to my, the first digital camera that my father purchased, because my, here's the thing is that I think I inherited the documentarian gene from dad, because I am a proud daddy's girl. And my father did so much and worked so hard to get us to where we were and made it to where my mom got to stay home with us. And we were privileged to be able to have mom with us because dad was just, let me show off my dad for a quick sec. He got here. He flew to the U.S. from El Salvador, um, fleeing the war. So he got here mm -hmm. and got his job at, it was is a women's clothing company called Alpha Paquette in East LA. So they had a factory, make the clothes there, all of it, like in the heart of the textile LA. Bueno, he got a job, was hired as a barrendero, like he was going to do maintenance. Well, the day he started, a mechanic never showed, a mechanic, like a sewing machine mechanic. He stepped up for the job and was like, I can figure it out because they were like, worried obviously they needed somebody else to keep help fixing with the machines and dad volunteered and he never touched a broom so he was hired on then started as a mechanic and then was there for 40 years until he just retired I think a year and a half ago um wow. so he was at the same job like obviously he worked his way up and got to 
he ended up managing the whole facility he designed. You know, to put the luck, you know, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. I got it. I'll figure it out. I feel like that's so much of who we are. Right. Mm-hmm. I always say that's my motto. Like, if I don't mm-hmm. know, I'll figure it out. Exactly. But back then they didn't have YouTube or whatever to tell you how to do things. So he truly exactly. had to, like, figure it out from scratch. That's mm-hmm. rad. That's so cool. Keep that. Yeah, he he did all of that. And one of the things that growing up, he would invest in cameras. I have a picture. There was this birthday party or something, and I'm about to hit a piñata. And the picture is of of dad like on the other side with one of those video cameras and he has oh, his like yeah, head in the, giant and the, the giant ones and he's even like in this stance oh sorry it's a podcast and so he's like in this stance like trying to get the shot and he's holding the piñata mujer so he's <laughs> like he's so holding was, the piñata and videotaping yes, that yes. is hilarious so and uh we recently found like um family videos from his big old video camera days and what dad used to do and we found it so interesting because what dad used to do was post the video camera up on a tripod in the corner and then it would just record like us playing together like us just kind of hanging out in the room Mm -hmm. so what's crazy Muhead, is that it ended up being right like kind of like a time lapse of the day like what is it that I do what am I attracted to I create time lapses I do it's documentary style and so when we were looking at some of these videos of when they went on vacation and the kinds of things that his eye gravitated to I was like dad I shoot the same way like it's a very similar point of view so it is insane so like recently we had this aha moment like oh my word it didn't just come from me but what was crazy was that when so since I was little I was I still am a very fast clicker. Like if you're in a group of photographers, you know that there's the overshooter. That's me. Like, it's just like, (laughs) there's a sneeze, sneeze, like, and mind you, I also, again, documentary photographer, we started our, um, and I'm kind of going back and forth here a little bit, but started our photography career alongside my husband. When we started our business shortly after we got married, um, we actually were really big in the political circle in the sense that we were following a lot of different senators. We were kind of hanging out with one senator and followed his campaign for about five years, but also helped other politicians and do that's where the branding really was. Like we learned that hands-on in that process was really, you know, because how did that in happen? That. Like um, you don't just say, Oh, okay. And they give you access. Like <laughs> I'm going to do this. Um, yeah, sure. We don't know who you are. Come and no, no, follow no. us for five years. Like <laughs> no, no, no. We had we had an introduction into um into the room where it was like, hey, there's this opportunity for you to shoot. Our actual first project was kind of like a tryout, and it was this thing like, we're gonna recommend you, but we're not gonna tell them that we know you. So you're either gonna get it or you don't. So it was like a tryout basically, mm-hmm. and it was this project. It was actually really cool. It was December. And last minute, Selemeta, the creative idea to this representative to create a calendar with the cities in his district. My husband and I took daytime, nighttime photos. We literally took a whole weekend. We shot 13 cities in less than 48 hours. And in the hood, because we're here in the Southeast, you know, like we went 
and shot these like landscape style street photos for these cities. And it was just a really cool project. And thankfully they enjoyed the project. So after that, we started working with them. And then at that point, we ended up being their go-to photographers to document their events, the, you know, all of the bill signings. I mean, we shot the governor at 10 and the governor's inauguration most recently and, um, you know, gotten flown out to Sacramento and all kinds of stuff that's happened throughout their campaigns or even the different conventions. But yeah, so that's really where our branding part of the Photography Foundation started because we were literally needing to showcase the brand, the persona, the what they were doing and definitely getting them on the ground as well. Like we've went on different tours and campaigns that they did so that that way we can like get them shaking hands and kissing babies yeah. and doing all of those stuff. So we would be the ones like, it was like paparazzi. <laughs> I'm over here, mujer, yo aquí, tu humilde servidora, like with my little tiny camera, right? Like I was a baby a baby professional photographer. Aquí, ah, you know, You're on your look. stomach looking up. And Mujer, <laughs> I have like ABC News and the LA Times next to me and I'm over here like, no, I got my shot. <laughs> but it was really cool. And honestly, it was also cool to have, I mean, I got published plenty with a lot of those bill signings, you know, locally and things like that. But, you know, I have I have my name on some photos on the line. It's pretty cool. We were able to be in all of that. Is that, yeah, a, is that an intern or a friend's the intern? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so happy you got that. I'm like, whoever catches that is my new best friend. Like that is just... Did we just become best friends? No, that's a different yes. <laughs> different movie, but well, yeah, I got different you. movie, different movie. And if you got both of those. You're our best friend now, too. Hey, cheers. <laughs> Lots of back and forth here, but all of those things to say, and I have to, an ode to the Kodak dispensable cameras. Oh, yeah. I Girl, remember those. Apparently, they're back in stock. They're the, dis the disposable because cameras. They're because they're vintage. Because they're vintage. Mohead, wait. You remember the cameras with the disc? With the yes, why that was mine. I that's and that's what I was gonna tell you. My the first digital one that Dad got had floppy disks. Oh my god! And it was this big square like this, and it had you had had the lens in the front, and it was like the first on-screen digital, but a nice big floppy. It was this big old thing, and then you know Dad was like, "Be careful," because I was this little <laughs> chiquilina, but I pushed all the buttons. I have always pushed buttons. Soy bien curiosa. <laughs> my my brain just likes to learn things. That's, That's how what I'm it wired. Does, but it yeah. does. So, you know, growing up, me decían traviesa, and I'm like, no, I wasn't <laughs> doing anything wrong. I just like to learn. I like to learn. So, yeah. curiosa. That's what it was. But bueno, so all of that to say, to pinpoint a specific moment as to when photography was my first love, I mean, I had to be. I forgot a child, a, I even asked I that question at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, no. it's amazing though. It's amazing because you just, you, you shared so much, right? You shared so much of your journey with that question. So I'm glad I asked that question because you did end up sharing so much of your journey with that. And I can see why 
you do what you do, right? Like your biggest thing is making sure you want to equip entrepreneurs. You want to teach your half of your fellow jefas brand building. You want to equip them with the necessary tools to promote themselves. There is a certain loneliness that comes with entrepreneurship. We have to make our own community because now I call myself an accidental entrepreneur because I didn't know. I mean, was it my dream? When I started the podcast, it was like, oh, it would be cool if I could just do this. But it wasn't not like, oh, this is the, you know, I've, I had certain visions about it. I had certain things that were kind of downloaded, but how everything happened was not what I was expecting. And I feel like that's kind of how so many entrepreneurs are, right? Like something happens that forces their hand, not everybody, but there are a lot of us that there's so many of us that become accidental entrepreneurs because there's something that forces our hand to make a move because nobody's going to look out for us like we're going to look out for us. So I love that you want to teach people the things that you've learned along the way when it comes to branding themselves, when it comes to equipping them with the necessary tools. So doing this whole thing, you learned, you said you learned a lot about the whole branding, working with this politician and everything. So when, like at that point, when were you like, you know what, other people need to know this. I need to share this with my half eyes because man, I'm a badass and I've learned so much shit. I need to make sure that my fellow jefas understand what's going on and how I can help them. I'm going to need to take that reframe because I wish that was how it happened. (laughs) I know in the sense that your girl, your girl struggles with speaking about myself. I'm a cheerleader. I'm a, hence the community. I'm over here. Let's cheer. It's, It's the passion behind what I do. It's serving and helping close the gap that I didn't have when I first started as an entrepreneur in the many ways and forms that I have pursued entrepreneurship, but then also creating the space that I never had and never felt welcomed in when I was starting. And so that's really, that's the motivation. And when that happened really was, we rebranded once we were going to be coming back from what needed to happen, which was shutting down um, for the pandemic. When my husband and I um, first started our photo and video business, we marketed ourselves and worked as a team. We still work as a team, but we market as individuals because branding. And when we were doing the political world, we were doing everything. That's the thing is that he and I are black and white creatively. For example, today he is working and is doing like album release party and doing a visual podcast that he's recording and he works with like athletes. So he's going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff with like elite athletes and boxers and showcasing a lot of that. But his people like, you know, black and grimy and, you know, like this moody stuff. Like and I'm over here like, style. yeah, yeah. Like I'm, my husband's a thug. Like, you know, I'm, I'm married to G. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's just, it's the truth. So he's over there hanging out with them. And I'm over here like, I just want to hang out with my plantitas and my jefas. And let's just, you know, (laughs) my cafecito and, you know, just in my senora era. Like, can we just stay home? There's nothing wrong with that girl. Nothing wrong with that. 
So prior to the pandemic, we were very event heavy. You know, we were doing weddings. My husband was just breaking into, just had just started shooting the LAFC games and uh, the LA Galaxy and being able to work with a few different brands in the soccer um, world, which he loves. And we were just getting so excited because I'm sure many people can relate. 2020 was going to be our year. Like we were working was, New Year's you know, Well, 2020, everybody says the year of vision. I still believe that it was. Mm -hmm. It opened our eyes in many ways. So depending on how you want to see it, right? Mm -hmm. It opened Mm -hmm. our eyes to a lot of things that maybe we were blinded by. So I I still feel like what. Oh, absolutely. I think what this entire global pandemic did is help us all see things in a very different light, right? Like we all collectively went through a very traumatic, critical thing for a very long extended time. And so all of us are going through this big monumental thing with monumental things inside each of our timelines at the same time, collectively. That's a lot of feelings compounded on top of each other. That's (laughs) That's a whole lot of shit happening like I'm sorry excuse the French but that's just that's a whole lot of life a lot and what is French for shit I'm gonna need to know that now if somebody knows please let us know huh that's what it is mailed 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 it's como mierda (laughs) (laughs) but in French I'm sorry my apologies because I know (laughs) that is so like, I feel like that's such a strong word. My apologies. Please edit that the out. word, though, when you said it and you covered your mouth. Like, oh, that's the best part. <laughs> My apologies. Please give me that. <laughs> I'm sorry, because that's the, it's the word for shit in French. It's, it's a turd. But it's from the same Latin word. Like nobody so, can say we're not having fun. <laughs> I may not learn nothing today, but we're at least having a good time. Um, they did. They learned the French. Well, they learned mer. So mer because the mer. R is like a different, right? So it's yeah. like mer, 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 whatever. I can't do it. Right now. <laughs> very, very out of practice. I took three years of French in high school. Woo-woo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> bueno. What ended up happening was because we had to shut down our business, once things were starting to look like, you know, we can come back, mind you, during that time, we were transitioning back from Tucson. And for anyone who has lived outside of Southern California and wanting to move back to Southern California, that transition is costly. Yes. So it took some time. So we had a transition time where we were staying with my parents and that is when 2020 was happening. So Um, during that time, we were not only with my older parents, but also my husband is immunocompromised. Both my parents are immunocompromised. So we were very much so on lockdown in a bubble. We handed all the groceries, all of those things, but I went, get prepared for a grocery run for this. Storm right? coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll yeah. for sure be. Hopefully, locked. it's a past. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, claiming it. Gonna... We're going to yeah. be fine. It's just going to be rain. Yeah, but we know how we but, handle rain here. I know. I'm. But I'm not going to be here. 
Oh, you're going to be gone. I'm Ooh, gonna you're going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. We have it. such a busy weekend. We're like, I still book on because we're supposed to be driving everywhere. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to be in Napa again. Oh, that's right. But I'm coming back Sunday and then Monday I'm supposed to leave to Denver. So this could affect my arrival and departure, my arrival from Napa, my departure mm-hmm. to Denver. But if it doesn't, then I won't be here and I'll miss that. So, ah, <gasps> Thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, mira, yo aquí hoy I had cafecito with the jefa, si una, es, es, que estaba preocupada. Y yo aquí, I was like, oh, sorry. And you're over here like, oh, I'll be gone. <laughs> but my like, oh, fiancé, <laughs> which is a French word too. <laughs> and my puppies will be here. So I will be like, he doesn't have to work on Mondays though. So that's nice. <laughs> good, good. So, todo eso para decir que cuando ya estábamos viendo que it was time to come back. Like, it was really, what are we going to focus on and how are we going to do it this time around? That is when both of us said, branding. If we had to pick one genre of photography, that's what we want to do because we wanted to really just pour back into our community. My husband has just as big of a brain and as as big of a visionary as myself, just again, different creatively and visually. So we're over here just dreaming a lot of the same dreams that we started off with 10 years ago, but with a much clearer message. We know who we're talking to and really knowing and having experienced the not having a clear message or a clear brand or a clear direction for years as an entrepreneur or freelancer or solopreneur pursuing that to now we know what's happening. Like it's bastante and it's big and it's still hard, but we are going, it is clear. We know what we're building. We know that we want to help the community that we want to close the gap, that our strengths lie in seeing the strategy and seeing the bigger picture and being able to say, Hefa, show up, (laughs) like take up space. There is plenty of work. There's an abundance of work and there's no reason why we shouldn't be working on speaking up and saying, this is how we can help our community. This is how we can serve this, how you can work with us and making this money and really doing what we're passionate about, but able to actually have that life. Like we become entrepreneurs because we want to design the life that we see in our head. That's a really big dream. You know, it's fácil. Yeah. And not Girl, everybody I have sees some, it with us. the life I see in my head. It's very big. <laughs> it's very big. And people who aren't pursuing a life that they design on their own, it's hard for them to see that also or understand the managing of the real life and pursuit of that life. Right. And so, yeah. That's what I'm doing now with my jefas because I just want to be, I'm so grateful because I feel spoiled to be surrounded by such amazing jefas like yourself all the time. And fine, we're just on the line, but the love is real. The support is tangible. The growth is visible, especially because you're seeing jefas who start with no followers from no pictures. They hadn't been talking about their business to now. You check out their profile and oh, they're in business and you know what it is that they do. You know who it is that they serve. You know how it is that you can work with them and you know how you can support their work because now they are showing up as 
a brand. They're showing up as the jefa that makes whatever product. They're the one behind the camera. They're the one doing the work behind the scenes and being able to talk about more than just the service to sell, but it's like, this is who I am, right? Mm -hmm. Like, especially now more than ever with social media, everybody wants to know and that's what happened with the with the pandemic, right? TikTok got huge. Why? Yeah. Because we're all cooped up at the house. And because we were all stuck together, guess what? Nobody cared what it looked like. So it just what what happened was documentary style, not just photos, but now with TikTok and all of that video where we're just at home. It's just real. It's inside. You are in my house right now. People get to see our spaces, see how we live. People want to know more of that before they invest in a product or a service. Right. And they want that connection. We as jefas, as Latinas need to step up and be able to say, look, this is what I do. Porque si no, nosotros no hablamos, no nos van a oír. So when if it comes to, up, yeah, no, that's so, if you, I mean, if you don't show up, then nobody's going to show up for you. I mean, that's just- And really nobody's going to know you're going to exist. Yeah. Because that's how it works. If you don't have a presence, then where, what happened? You're, we're just in our heads dreaming a dream, but then it doesn't become tangible when we talk about it to other people. One thing I want to kind of go back to is one of the things you said, and there was this, this video, and I'm sure maybe you didn't, I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was the, there were these two women, these older women. I mean, they're, probably my age or older. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Cause let's just be honest. I see women who are like 10 years younger than me that I'm like, Oh, we're the same age. And then I'm like, Oh, you're 10 years young. Jeans. It's jeans, sunscreen, water, always washing the makeup. That's what it is. But she went on there and she was like, Oh, I'm so sick of these faux influencers who only have a couple thousand followers. And they're like, Hey, oh my gosh, hi guys, get ready with me, blah, blah, blah. And she was like basically making fun of people who don't have a ton of followers. Look, I'm going to be very, very real. I don't have a ton of followers, but I'm trying to build a community. I'm not trying to be quote unquote famous. There is a very different thing with that. And that's what I don't think this woman understands. And everybody starts at zero when you're starting. Everybody starts. You got to start somewhere. And if you don't start like what you're saying, if you don't start, nobody's going to know about you. So when those things come, you have to ignore. You can't let that kind of noise get in your head. That's why it's so important to surround yourself with people who are going to support you and uplift you and say your name in rooms that you are not in. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I absolutely love about our community, about our We All Grow Amigas community. I want to know what are the things when people are starting out, what are the things that you really want people to know when they're transitioning, right? Because I actually did not start a brand new Instagram account when I transitioned from my personal to wine and cheese. I actually just kind of gradually started migrating everything over to be more of the wine and cheese. Because I was like, I don't want to start all over. I mean, it's not like I, I had under a thousand followers when I first started the wine and cheese man. And now I'm a, like a little over 4,000. So it's not like I've, oh, I'm this huge, but my freaking community is badass and they get engaged and they get involved. 
So what are those things? Like people, when they're like, I don't know where to start. Oh my gosh, I'm just starting. What do I do from a branding perspective? And even from a, cause not everybody can afford a photographer. Not a, So what are those gems that you are like, okay, girl, this is where we got to start you. Well, I will say this first and foremost, my opinion is my opinion and my strategy is one of a million billion. So strategies, just like dietas, just like exercises, just like everything else is very individualized and it is all dependent on the person who is showing up as the brand face, which can be the solopreneur who wears all the hats. It can be the social media manager, the team, the X persona. But let's say it is a solopreneur starting from scratch, doesn't know where to start and is just might be have have basic familiarity because I'm not going to go into Instagram basics as to how to push buttons. But let me do this. Let me try to simplify it. Instagram profile basics. Let's start there. Let's do like an Instagram audit. So think about this. Look at think of your Instagram profile. Firstly, one of the big things that we start with is your profile photo. It's one of the first things that people see. The first thing I would recommend is show your face. Now, more than ever, people want to know, just like I said earlier, about the person behind the account, behind the brand, behind the messaging of whatever is happening. And so if we are just starting out, you don't have a team, you're the one doing all the buttons. So it is you. They are talking to you in those DMs. They are talking to you in those comments. So put a smile on and take a selfie. If you cannot afford a photographer, if you do not have a fancy camera, do not worry about it, y'all, because guess what? People change their profile photos on a monthly basis sometimes with the freshest selfie that they like. So what I would recommend is, especially because if the goal would be to attempt a version of like a clean headshot, if you will. But again, it could be as simple as now. So many people have, you know, like cell phone tripods, set a timer, bañate, put a little makeup on, fix, be comfortable. However you want to represent yourself, take a picture of yourself that you like and put it on there, but show your face because people want to con- like people connect to people. So many of us want to show off the logo that we poured into for however long we did in Canva or designing it or even spending money on a logo, but people don't connect to a logo. There's no connection there. If people see a photo, they see your smile. They're like, Ooh, I like her. I think I could talk to her. I think I could listen to her. The whole purpose behind having an online presence or an Instagram profile is for people to get to know you, to start liking you so that they can trust you. That way they become invested in whatever it is that you do as far as your brand, whether you're selling a service, doing a podcast, because people are investing in you. That is why your community is so powerful. I tell people all the time, and this is off obviously from the profile, but the hope, you're very right. That lady has her opinion. I don't agree with her because I'm over here like people are tripping that, oh, I only got like 30 likes or I only had 30 people watching the live or X, Y, Z. 30 people walked into this room right now and are watching me. I would be freaking out. I'm sorry. What? Like, I don't, (laughs) do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's (laughs) not, you're having 30 people support you. That is a lot of people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you talk about the physical personas in a room. That is a lot of support that you are receiving. So Girl, we I cannot understand. 
we cannot belittle the other person on the other side of that like that comment that dm just because there are bigger people or people ahead of you mejor dicho they've been doing it longer like we cannot compare because we're each in our own path on our own race pero bueno Make sure that literally profile... looking at my Instagram profile as you're saying this. Okay, good. I'm like, all right, okay. am I doing it? Am I, am I doing all the things that she said? Okay. Now your title, what is in the title? So for example, that, well, there's so many different examples, but wanting to make it clear as to what it is, because when you think about when people, when you're trying to find someone, or let's say you meet someone new and it's like, oh, what's your Instagram? You go to the search and you put their handle in, but there you see the photo and a name. You don't see the handle. You see whatever is in black and bold on your profile. So it is important that on that black and bold, you take advantage of that real estate and make as it as clear as possible what it is that you do, who it is that you are, like as much as possible, simplify it as much as you can. Use all the emojis if you want in order to be able to get your point across. But for example, you would want to put like Wine and Cheese My Podcast with Jessica Ñañez, like, you know, and you and you could even put just a wine glass, a mic, headphones by Jessica Ñañez. And then people will know because you're using the emojis to help push your brand and those who, if you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because your handle is already wine and cheese, man. You know what I'm saying? Like things like that. You can get creative to try to get as much as possible in there as a service provider. If you're able to, I believe mine says Kita Zuleta because my brand for myself is very much so my first and last name, but Kita is what I use, for example, like um, for the segment on my podcast where I'm going to do solo episodes, it's going to be Cafecito con Quita. And then when I had my Etsy shop, it was all things Quita. And then oh, and my little plant IG, it's Quitas Plantitas. So Quita is myself as the creator. That is the brand name that I am utilizing because actually, I don't know if you know this, but Quita is short for Jessica. So my name is actually Jessica. Oh, really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yes. <laughs> So going back to making sure that you're able to put it. So mine says, I believe, Kita Zuleta, brand photographer and strategist. And then I have little emojis at the end where you see a camera and you see a brain because that's how I visually express being a strategist. And then in the description part, let's not waste that real estate with repeating the same thing. Let's use that by explaining what it is that you do, what can people expect from the content that you create, what's your mission, who are you serving? So for example, on mine, it says, I help jefas grow and build their business with simple strategies and intentional photos. Okay, and mine then I says, have, you can tell me. Go ahead. Yeah, so go it ahead. has my, so I did, I just add the microphone and a glass of wine. It already said the Wine and Cheese My Podcast and I have my, because yeah. it's a registered trademark. So I do have my little R on yeah, there. Yeah. And then it's podcast because it gives you options of what kind of page this is. And then it says hosted by Jessica Yanez. And then it has the Mexican flag and American flag because I'm Mexican-American. Mm -hmm. And it says a girl with curls with a taste for the emoji cheese and a thirst for the wine glass. San Diego native with a sun, little sunshine. Dog mom advocate for my fellow chingonas with the little queen. That is beautiful. So what I love about your bio is that is a great description of you. 
right? You as the host. So I don't know how much additional, if you have any extra space in there, what I would recommend for yourself is putting or adding in a bit more of the podcast. So for example, you ended with advocating for your fellow chingonas. So for example, because your page now, your brand is the Wine and Cheese podcast. Yes, it is still you, Jessica Nanez, as the host. Truly, you are a personal brand because now you are the host. So eventually, depending on which way you're trying to take the entrepreneurial journey, you may want to do a version of your podcast IG and then like whatever additional new venture you'd be taking or new offering or X cosa so that, for example, you're going to have your community listening to the podcast. But for example, let's say you start selling wine, for example, right? You start your own wine line, right? So it's, I mean, eventually it'll happen. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm claiming it for you right now. So (laughs) the thing is, is that although your audience for the wine and cheese my podcast may appreciate wine love the part that wine is a part of your brand they may all, not all be shopping for wine so what would happen and what ended up happening to me and I can explain this too is that one post you're selling wine and the other posts you're selling and promoting the podcast so then you're talking to do different people kind of in the sense that you're sending mixed messages because one day you're, you're focused on promoting the podcast and the other day you're focused on the wine when each one, each thing has its own story. The podcast has its own story and its own mission because it's a massive platform that you've created to help advocate for your fellow chingonas. So that platform is huge. The wine is just a small part of, it's part of your merch almost. It just right. happens to be in alignment with a product that came out of this dream and platform that you have built. Yeah. Because this platform, it's community-based. It's about lifting up the community about all of that. And yes, you're going to sell tickets and yes, you're going to be promoting the podcast, but it's not just a product where you would want a page where you can promote and share the product, where this dream came from, how it started, the grapes, the, you know what I mean? Like being able to tell all the stories specifically to that on its page, because you're talking to specifically to wine lovers and you can absolutely sell to wine lovers who are not podcast listeners, because it's very possible for people to not resonate with your podcast, but love your wine. Yeah. I love that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I just threw myself out there as an example. So people could understand. I wanted you to look at you, see you doing your thing. Mm -hmm. This is my brain in action. Yeah. My brain in action. But (laughs) so that's what I would recommend is making sure you have a clear IG profile, make your title clear as take advantage of the real estate, try to use up every character that you can put in there in order to be able to have a clear message as to what can people expect. And then if you still have space, for example, for a lot of jefas who are wanting to create, for example, in order for us to create a digital community and be able to truly give news and communicate, we need an email list, right? To be able to 
gather people's information in order to be able to let them know, hey, we dropped a new podcast episode and hey, there's this happening with the community and this is what we've been working on for you. And so we need to find a way to be able to have that communication. And so a lot of times when we're trying to promote, for example, the podcast and you want to get in front of a new audience, a lot of times outside of a podcast episode, or for example, if you're also wanting to promote the services of your guest or also whatever services or product you may be selling in addition to, you create versions of lead magnets where you say, sign up for the newsletter, sign up to be able to download this PDF in order to get on the directory. X yeah. cosa. I've done so, that for the, for like the tamale and wine guy, for the pozole and wine guy. I've, yeah, I've, I've definitely done that. Exactly. So if on your bio, for example, it might not be for all of your guests, because then that might be a lot of moving parts. But specifically, let's say you just created a brand new web page for your upcoming event, right? Because you're taking the Wine and Cheese Mit podcast on tour. So what you would want to do is make the first link. I didn't pay her, guys. I didn't pay her to, tell, <laughs> to share that. <laughs> um, but you would you would want the first link in your bio to be the event ticket. So then you can also put you have your little this is what you can say your curly haired, you know, San Diego native and then grab your ticket for Dallas wine and cheese, right? And then it's pointing them, it's having a call to action and directing the audience on how they can work with you. So if that first link is the first link that you want them to go to, ideally, if you're able to direct them at the end of your description in your profile, it then gives people a way to be able to connect with you faster. I mean, now we have pinned posts and we have guides that you can create. It's, it's thick on Instagram, y'all, which mm-hmm. is why I offer these services to be able to say, where are you at? And let me teach you what you don't know or may or may not know and be able to help make that easier. But I feel like that's where I would start. And if anyone needs any help clarifying any of that, that's my job is that I would happily sit with you and be able to figure out how to be able to show up and clarify that message and just define all of that. I love sitting with people and one of my clients called it brand therapy because it the questions that I ask, um, I have a questionnaire and you know, a whole process to try to kind of define the mission statement and the brand values. And let's like I create like little brand Bibles for people, you know, like <laughs> this is who you are at the end of it on paper. And the beautiful part of that is really taking the time to decide how you're going to show up as a brand and really say, and, and you know, you've done that with the Wine and Cheese Mint podcast and with your new LLC. Um, so, I mean, I would love to hear and find, I know that we're going a little long, so. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> we're having so much fun. I feel like this is one of those episodes where I don't mind if it's long and I feel like our listeners won't remind because it's fun and you're providing such valuable information. <laughs> Well, I wanted to ask and kind of like hand it over. I'd love your insight, like with what I'm doing and obviously now looking at your profile, like how did that process develop for you? The branding of when and she's man, I started it right before about a month before the pandemic. So it was before everybody and their turtles, snails, aunt Abuelita had a podcast, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm I'm the snail. <laughs> nice and slow pace. It is taking me. Mujer, I first announced, I had first decided and announced because you know, you know that long before you announce it on the line, you've been dreaming and this seed is implanted and it's been festering forever. So it took me like my birthday last year, October 29th, 
where August 18th. Scorpio, November 2nd. (laughs) So um, that's where like I first announced it. I am launching August 29th when we are snail's face over here, but we are joining you. Hey, and I'm I am so happy. grateful for no, you. That makes me so excited. Trailblazing for, for us. So I first started, it was probably in October of 2019. It started as a YouTube page. I realized when I was working with somebody else, it was very hard scheduling with other people all the time. And so I decided to go from YouTube just to an audio. And then that's where this all kind of came from. So it was kind of almost an all year thing. I was thinking about it. And then by October, probably I was already working on a logo. The name was completely different. I had a friend do a logo for me, everything. And then by December, the name had November, December, the name had changed. And then I had another logo made, actually Pam Covorubias from Cafe Con Pam. She actually designed my logo. I was like, okay, we're going to do this. And then I had friends saying, okay, we're going to do a launch party for you. It's going to be this day. So I was like, oh crap. Now I'm on a time. Like, so I really had a lot of support from when I was talking about it with my friends to say, oh yeah, this is going to happen. So when they're like, okay, we're, I'm giving you my space on this day. Um, I think February 20th, we're having your launch party. I was like, crap. Okay. I really need to get on this. So January, I started doing recordings. I launched my first three episodes, February 17th of 2020, had the launch party, February 20th of 2020. I think the biggest thing when it comes to any entrepreneur is we always want to wait for the perfect time. There's no perfect time. There's never going to be a perfect time. Nothing's all in, you know, perfection is the enemy of progress, right? It was just okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. And if you listen to like my first year, the music has changed. The format hasn't completely changed, but audio sounds way better, right? I have an editor. Thank goodness. Give a shout out to JP because he is awesome. Juan Pablo out of Mexico City. He's rad. He helps me tremendously. So it's, you just see the evolution and it's okay to evolve. And I think that's what we always want to start with everything so perfect. And then even the mission has kind of changed, right? Like it's always been about amplifying voices from across communities of color. That has not changed. But when I started, I was just going to Trader Joe's or going to my local grocery store to pick out, just get wine. And in the midst of all that, I was like, there has to be Latino-owned wineries. There has to be. So that became an additional mission, like an additional part of my mission is not only to amplify voices across communities of color, but to really help amplify and let people know that there are Latino-owned wineries based in the United States. So then I ended up creating the directory, right? The first directory of Latino wine brands based in the U.S. from that. And then I know I'm sure it'll continue to evolve and it'll continue to change, but ultimately the mission never changes. And it's about amplifying voices across communities of color. And that will never change. That's what this is about. And I've had people, what's the politically correct version these days? Palm colored people? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But I've had people like ask me on the podcast and I've had to politely decline because I've, and I'm not like, no, you don't come from a community of color. So you can't, it's more of like, 
I really appreciate, because I do appreciate that somebody wants to be on. And I'll say, I appreciate that you want to be on, but this space is reserved. It's really about amplifying voices for communities of color. So as much as I appreciate you, if you want to sponsor an episode and your business wants to sponsor, I am more than happy to work with you on that. But as far as the get, you know, as far as being a guest, this space is really for this demographic. So, and that's sometimes hard because sometimes people have really amazing stories. But again, there's so many opportunities and there has been limited opportunities for our communities and communities of color. I want to make sure that that this space is saved for those voices. And that's, so that's so, what's and- happening. <laughs> well, that's, that's amazing. And I really do want to commend you for just doing that and really amplifying the voices that you are, because I think, I think really the truth is, and it's something that I say inside of Capacito a lot is that your people are not my people. Their people are not your people. Like we each have our community around each of us. Right. And we each have our individual mission and support system and like you said, demographic, but also one of the things that I focus on is helping people figure out who their ideal client is or their audience, or like, who are you talking to? For example, as a photographer, if I got the perfect client, what does that process look like? What does that look like for me? It is a jefa who needs imagery, who needs to clarify her message. And is just She's ready to invest or at least ready to figure out what that process can look like or just wanting to refresh their website or wanting to be able to start showing up online and figure that process out. That's who I'm talking to. That's who I'm in the room with twice a week. But this community is not so that we're just there and trying to see who I can work with. It's, these are my people. This is who I'm working with, right? Like my services serve them, serve, can serve any of them. Yeah. But my space, it's not a sales space. I even tell, like, I don't even like to say we practice our pitch there because I absolutely do not like to say that. That's so intimidating because you think of like an elevator pitch and needing to say everything that you want to say in this dream in like less than two seconds. So one of the things that I really encourage, like earlier, you mentioned that I host co-working spaces. And so twice a week on Wednesday and on Friday, I'm hosting an hour of focus work. So we jump on Zoom, we have the camera on, but we're in silence because, you know, people work differently. So you can have your music blaring on your side, right? But in silence, we're just body doubling for one another, right? And just having that support system. No estás sola. You're in the room with other jefas who are also putting the time on their calendar to focus on whatever project that they're working on. We all have very different dreams from our little corners of the world. The goal is to be able to help remove that loneliness because we have the big dreams in our head and we see it. We're working from our couch. We're working from our bed. We're working from our kitchen table. We're working from our literal corner. Like I literally have this little corner of the house set up visually and for work because, you know, you get your corner, but you don't want to see the rest of my house. I'm not pointing the camera in that direction, right? Girl, (laughs) I understand. Let's let's be real a little bit, right? Like show that. I mean, let me just say, moving in with somebody, when you're constantly cleaning, they were a typical bachelor. It's really hard. (laughs) What are you saying? What are you saying? (laughs) You know what? I will say this. I lived by myself for 25 years, pretty much. 
never lived with anybody. I, I lived with a roommate for a total of maybe three of those years. I've mostly always lived by myself. That's so, an adjustment. You're me. So, yeah. So not even just living with somebody, but living with somebody in a one bedroom apartment when you're sharing every space with them mm, yeah. is a difficult adjustment. Yeah. So I get that. But one of the other things that I wanted to add was I think it's important for everybody to know that not everybody is your audience and that's okay. When I first started the podcast, you're like, I want everybody to listen. And blah, 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 blah. and I would get so like, oh, only 70 people listen to this episode. They're oh man. But the thing is, is those people wanted to listen. And then those people told other people and those people told other people. And I know, let's say within a year, I was like, I don't want to be everything for everybody. I want this to be a space for, and that's really when my mindset shifted, you know, in regards to like, of course, would I want to have this huge following? Yes and no, right? It's like a two-edged sword. If they want to build community, I want them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Uh, But I think I also am not here to be controversial. I'm not here to be like, and we do talk about controversial topics from time to time. And that's okay, but it's not that, that's why one of the questions I ask is like, is there anything you want to avoid, right? I always ask people, is there any topics or people that you want to avoid? And then people say no or yes or whatever, because this is not a quote unquote gotcha podcast. That's not what this is about. This is about creating a space for community. Mm -hmm. It's creating the space to uplift one another. And it's okay if you're starting out And I know we all want, like, I know who my audience is now. And it, that took a minute too. You know, my audience is mostly Latina women, 35 to 50, sometimes a little bit older. I mean, that's the average, right? Cause there's a, there's like the outliers. There's people who are younger Mm -hmm. and people who are older, but that's my main audience is 35 to 50 with disposable income who have degrees. And again, there's always outliers. So if this is not you, it's okay. And I do have a mix of them because you have your different avatars, right? And I have mm-hmm. the avatar who's the mom and I have an avatar who's not the mom because I'm not a mom who has disposable income, who has their degree and who enjoys some chisme, let's be real. No, but I do have a lot of entrepreneurial and people who are maybe thinking about it. But I also think it's important to realize that it's okay if you don't want to be an entrepreneur. Absolutely. I'm an accidental entrepreneur absolutely i feel very much so that it is something that you need to want to do this to do it because mm-hmm. it's just it's a lot like it's, Girl, it's a lot to up. figure out like for, for what you know and you you'll be waking up because i told you this week i have not got much done as of work because the whirlwind that happened on monday but wednesday like tuesday after we went out to I don't even remember. Maybe I made dinner. I don't even remember this week. Okay. But I do remember I forgot to upload my episode (gasps) and I woke up at five o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh. I forgot to upload the episode and I got up and I uploaded that. And then I was up. That was it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm up and I just started doing stuff by three o'clock. I'm exhausted. I'm like, Mm -hmm. why am I so tired? And my fiance. I'm going to start saying it like that. My fiance, he was like, Uh well, you were up at five in the morning. And I was like, oh, that's right. I was, 
He's like, you were up when it was still dark. <laughs> so there's a lot that goes into it. Like if you're not willing to like, oh crap, I forgot to do something at five in the morning and get up and do it. This may not be the life for you. And that's okay. I didn't think I was one of those people until this, but I believe in this so much. And I believe in the people that come on and the people that listen that I'm willing to do it. Yeah. I love that so much. And I'm so incredibly happy for you that it happened like this because it just, oh, I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. So I just think that it's just beautiful. And every journey, punto, jefa, entrepreneur, mom, not, I'm a plantita's mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a dog mom. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I will kill plants. I lie and I, I am green with envy, pun intended with you. I love that so much. But honestly, each one of us, the whole purpose about sharing stories is to be able to see how similar our journeys can be, but different, right? So Mm -hmm. I say same, same, but different, right? Like same, but totally different, but same, like, because you're feeling the same emotions that with humans, we have the same range of emotions, but bueno, the whole thing is, is that it doesn't really matter whether you're an entrepreneur or not. One of the things, again, because I'm a total nerd when it comes to branding, but I believe wholeheartedly that whether you're an entrepreneur or not, figuring out and defining who you are, right, doing that work, that's part of figuring out what your personal brand is. Because let's be real, if you have a social media, you have a brand, y'all, like you have a platform that you are showing up on. So how do you want to represent yourself? That is your brand. You can be a mom. Let's say you only want to show your kids the meals that you're cooking and the walks that you're doing in the morning. That is part of your personal brand. It's just you, but it is parts of who you are, right? Like the values like kindness and lifting people up and not promoting competition. Those are life values. Those are personal values. So you don't have to be a jefa to make these decisions and say, hey, let's show up with purpose because most of us, the goal is to have a purpose in life, whether you are climbing the corporate ladder, whether you're just in the nine to five and just trying to figure out what could be your dream or you see that and you're trying to fund it, whatever it is that you're doing, I feel like that's just such important inner work. Like, ¿y tú quién eres? What is the story you want to tell about yourself? And what is it the story that you want others to tell about you, right? Talking about legacy and thinking about all that. That is your brand, right? Like that is how people get to know you. And I also like to make the connection of like, when you think about when you would go back to school, right? Like ahorita it's perfect timing, right? Because it's the end of the summer. A lot of people are going back to school right now, but even us, I don't have kids. So I don't have kids going back to school, but I went to school, I went through that process. So most of us can go into that headspace of picking what folders and what color backpack we were gonna commit to all year (laughs) and which characters we were gonna commit to those. When you think about the personality traits that people connect to you, right? I lived in Tucson for those five years. And during that time I had an Etsy shop. And so I would make swaro cactuses, like pillows. So- I would like crochet little swirls. Oh, so because Tucson is in the Swirl National Park. And so it's the only it's where swirls are native. And so 
you walk outside and there's swarrows, like you're in the desert, right? And so I, of course, fell in love and was obsessed. And so my Etsy shop was very, very inspired by swarrows. And not only because I was living in swarrow country, but also that happened to be the year 2017 where cactus like became the trend. And I was just like, heck yeah, I'm in the heart of, of cactus city. But bueno, <laughs> the point is, is that, because my shop was so cacti heavy that people started to connect seeing cactuses elsewhere and thinking of me. That's branding. So Girl, I'm sure people see wine and they're like, oh, Jessica. The best. Let me just tell you, I love, 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 especially when people find Latino wine brands. I get texts. I get messages. I saw this and I thought. So, yes, it makes me. Yeah, you're totally true. And then people start like I get referred to by my social media name very often, especially. And it does not happen a lot, but it has happened a few times where somebody recognizes me and they're like, oh, my gosh, are you the wine and cheese? Man? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm still get very Embrace nervous. The celebrity. Embrace it, the celebrity. I'm not a celebrity, but it does get very I get very nervous mm -hmm. because, look, I'm still the same person like mm -hmm. you've seen me in office hours. You know, this is what I am. You have come to my events like this is who I am. Like, I don't mm -hmm. pretend to be anything that I'm not. But it still makes me very, very nervous because I'm like, somebody's actually listening. Yep, <laughs> yep, like, oh, yep. Recognize me. <laughs> and then my fiance. Uh, <laughs> That's uh -huh. how I'm going to just say it from now on. Just because I think it's funny. He go, he like, oh, when I was in Napa. And I did know this. I actually knew like I'm, I'm building these relationships. And I saw two people that I knew in Napa from Napa. And they didn't know I was going to be there. So they're like, oh, my gosh, we're in downtown Napa. And I'm with my my hope leadership. I meet my sisters. And and I was like, dang, you guys making me look legit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> because we know each other through this wine world and everything. And so it, it is very, very true. And then my boyfriend, or I'm sorry, fiance, I tell him, and then he sends me these gifts of my head getting gigantic and everything. And I think it's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, totally. Yeah, like they're going to associate what they see most of to you. Mm -hmm. And so. that's branding. So another final tip, because I know, I know, it's one thing to have an extended podcast episode, but girl. I know. Sorry, guys. Yes. Look, I'm not sorry. No, you know what? I'm not even saying I'm sorry. I am not sorry. I am having You're welcome. the best time. <laughs> I was como dijo um, in Moana, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyways, the, the thing is, is that really, that's the whole thing when it comes to branding, right? It's like, what are the things connected to you? Whether when you show up online, especially when you're wanting to come out as a service provider, let's say, right? Because one of the biggest struggles for Hefas that I've seen and for myself included, because I'm a photographer, I'm comfortable right here behind the camera. This whole showing up has been a process of pasito, pasito. You have seen me in office hours. I am not this, aquí I'm comfortable. I am home. We are one-on-one. -on -one. Jessica has experienced and witnessed yours truly just crumble 
speaking my name into this room of jefas who I love and love me back, but I am intimidated to speak up and take up the space in the room because I value your time. I value who you are to me, what that space has been as a safety place. So when I come in and I make announcements, like it's a really big deal for me. Like I go and I tell my husband, I'm like, I think I'm going to tell office hours what's happening. And then he's like, do it. You got it. You got it. And I'm over here like, I'm literally like, my watch will tell me your heart rate is over 150. Like it's insane because I will feel it in my throat. So when I told, when I went in and said the trailer is live multiple times, I have gotten and shared. And then I'll be like, just this crying of release because it's almost like this big thing. Like I'm saying it out loud in a room of women who believe in me and believe in their dreams too. So they know that when you say things out loud in a room of people who do the things that they say that they're going to do, you got to do it. Yeah. Follow through and consistency, follow through and consistency. Got to show up and you got to keep showing up. Mm -hmm. That's where all of this ends up being. Think of, who you're trying to talk to, how you're trying to show yourself, how you would like to be represented and showing your services, you know, back to what I was saying that we struggle with selling ourselves or we struggle with asking for the order or saying, you know, hire me, right? Like being able to go and and say, hey, look at me, look at me. But the truth is so many of us, including yours truly, what we do helps the person who we're serving. So it's not about hire me because I'm amazing. It's, I can help you. I can make it easier for you to think about, like, let's brainstorm ideas. What can you easily take pictures on your phone? Because like you said, not everybody can afford a brand photographer. So I'm huge. I'm a DIYer to the max. My entrepreneurial education, DIY, I ended up dropping out of college because I tasted a piece of entrepreneurship and ran with it and, you know, managed a team and built this office. Like it was just big. As soon as entrepreneurship became a real option for me, I ended up dropping out of school. A lot of different reasons as well. ADHD and dyslexia didn't really vibe with my (laughs) learning how I learn. And so it was really hard for me to just kind of keep up and stay in school because I just wanted to hang out with all my friends. I just want to say thank you for saying that because look, College is not for everybody. Post-secondary education is not for everybody. And we've, we focus so much on that, but there are so many other things that people can do with their lives, whether it's a trade, which pay buku bucks. Let's, I mean, especially now. Buku, buku. Look, I'm just saying, if my nephews were like, I don't want to go to college. I like, you know, working on cars. I'd be like, freaking become a mechanic. You will make money. I'll help you. you know, whatever. But Zita, if people want to get a hold of you, they're like, girl, help me, help me, Zita, help me where they go. (laughs) Okay. So it's going to be on Kita Zuleta photo on Instagram. So at Kita Zuleta photo, that's K-I-T-A-Z-U-L-E-T-A. So Kita Zuleta photo is where you can find my work. That's my work Instagram. And then the community, if there are any jefas listening who may not need my services, but you are seeking a community of jefas that you just want to be able to sit in a room with and get that support and be able to learn from each other and cheer each other on. You can follow me at 
cafecito con jefas and i'm really excited to say that at the end of this month probably by the time this airs it'll be out but at, on august 29th i am launching the cafecito con jefas podcast Yay. and so you'll be able to follow along and hear the stories of many of these jefas and then also some solo episodes from your truly expanding on all the things that my brain was dumping on <laughs> the things that I nerd out when it comes to branding how to do your DIY pho brand photography and also just being able to show up online so I would love if y'all were DM me and check me out on Instagram that's where I'll be well, mi gente I am not sorry for this extra long episode this is the first episode that's been this long and oh it was word. totally worth it. I promise it was totally worth oh it. I word. had the most amazing time. Record setting. <laughs> Record setting. <laughs> I'm honored. I am honored. But I mean, look, we we really went through the gamut. We went we through really the gamut. Did. We really did. We really did. And you know, let let's just say too, we got to hear a bit more about your story again, multiple, current, and past. So I love it. I'm just again so grateful that you had me. Extra grateful that you spent an extra hour with me. Thank you. I am just honored to be here. This was just so much fun, y amiga. Mucho, mucho más amor ahora entre nosotras because ya estuvo. Tienes amiga por vida aquí. So, mm -hmm. and I cannot wait to have you share your story on the Cafecito con Jefas podcast. So, I'm well, really I am so happy. Yeah, I had such a good time. And until next time, mi gente. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Chisme podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Chisme on our website, thewineandchismepodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at The Wine and Chisme on Instagram and at The Wine and Chisme Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Chisme, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos.